One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lie. Living, loving, laughing. We're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up. All right, we got a special podcast here, a special advice to comics podcast. We have Lucy from Zanies in the house, and she's going to be shedding some light on getting booked and what it's all about. My name's Dusty Slay. I'm Hannah Hogan. This is the The We're We're Having Having a Good Good Time Podcast. We did it, and uh, this is a special episode. I'm very excited about it. I did an interview with Lucy earlier today, and um, we're going to get into that. Now, Lucy is the booker at Zany's. Right. Well, we go over all that uh, in there. Yes, and we we, we got uh, you know we had a little discussion on what Lucy's official title was, but yes, okay. Lucy uh, does a lot of the booking down at Zany's. She so. sees hundreds and hundreds of comedy videos, people submitting to her all the time. Yeah, so we're going to get into that. Hannah wasn't here when I recorded that. Yeah. Um, but Seems like I'm misrepresenting her or something? Or? No, no, no. I just, you know, I don't want to give away. I mean, we, we go into detail about who Lucy is and whatnot on that interview, so I don't want to like... Oh, I'm see, I'm just trying to set her up. I'm trying to introduce her. Yeah. Well, I like that, but I just want you to know that, yeah, I mean, we, we went through a, a good bit, so I don't want to... Make it seem like we're having to say all that twice. I see what you're saying, but this is going to be the first part of the podcast. Right. So the audience doesn't know what you're talking about I yet. I understand. And they're like, well, who's Lucy? And I'm like, well, I'm Hannah. I'm trying to explain to you. Well, Lucy works at our comedy club here in Nashville. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so uh, we're going to get some special insights from Lucy because mm-hmm. uh, she sees a lot of comics. Uh, a watch- little insider comedy trading. Exactly. Mm. And I put out a message on my Facebook earlier asking uh, people what would they ask a booker if they had the chance. Oh, that's fun. So I answered a few of those questions. So I'll be sharing this on Facebook so people can see and get their questions answered. Uh, I hope that it answers it. I feel good about it. I want our podcast to be more uh, comedy heavy. I want it to be more about comedy than it's ever been because you know what I care about comedy comedy's what I do um, and this is what I'm excited about we got new bumpers by Matt from Matt Price uh, but we're probably not going to use a lot of those bumpers this week because you know we recorded an hour with Lucy so I want that to be the focus of the podcast right now me and Hannah are just going to get into our 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 so you're so warmed up that you're slurring words yes our where we've been, where we're going segment. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. So, right now, I'm going to start this time uh, where I've been. All right, I'm going to ask you, Dusty, where have you been? This weekend, 
let me just let me just back it up. Last week, I was on. I did a lot of call-in radio calls. I did probably thirty calls where I called into a radio station and I did a you know a five-minute interview all over the country. I did radio interviews. I even went into two places in Nashville and interviewed with them. I did lots and lots of calls, most of them for about five minutes, a couple for about 30 minutes. It was really worn out. I still feel like I'm recovering. Uh, Wednesday, we went down to Tuscaloosa, did this Druid City Brewing Company, did a show. It, I walked in, and this room was so tiny, and I was a little upset inside. I was like, I can't believe I've drove all the way down here for this. Mm. But as the show began... It packed out. I mean, that place was packed. Standing room only. You couldn't move in there. My friend, Chris Clearman, his, that I went to high school with, his parents, Nick and Cynthia, came. Uh, and it packed out. It was great. Me and Hannah both did the show. Really fun show. I had a really, really good time. Met some, met some fans that were fans of me from The Tonight Show that had been wanting to come see me. And they made the trip uh, up to see me. Very exciting. How did it feel to be in more of an alternative venue? I mean, you've been doing theaters and clubs for so long. You haven't done something like that in a while. I love them because I, I feel like I get to get a little weirder. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be as big. I get to be smaller. I like it when you get weird, Dusty. Yeah, I get weird, and it's a good time. Yeah. I like I like the weirdness. And then Thursday, I'm back to doing phone calls, and then I do a guest spot at Zany's. Ali Sadiq was at Zany's, uh, allowed me to do a guest spot so that we could do some filming for a thing that I'm about to talk about. And then uh, my my management team, my agents were in town. Uh, it was a big deal. Had a lot of people because on Saturday, my dad came into town with his friend, Eddie, because I did, on Saturday, the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. I performed at the Grand Old Opry. And it went great. We'll be riding wild. Yeah, it was very fun. I met John Conley, who, you know, less and less people are impressed with. But because, you know, John Conley's, you know, a big country singer from the 70s. Like, probably not that many people know him nowadays. And uh, that's fine. But I think he's great. And I loved meeting him. I met uh, Bill Anderson, uh, Whispering Bill. And uh, very fun. I met people from Old Crow Medicine Show. What's that? That's the band, Old Crow Medicine Show. Oh, wow, that sounds like a television program. They sang the song Wagon Wheel. Rock me, mama, like a wagon uh, wheel. Uh, among many, many other great, great songs. They're an incredible band. And now, what I, I, I wasn't there. Um, I was somewhere else in the country. Uh, what was it like? How did you feel? Were you nervous leading up to it? Honestly, I wasn't really nervous much at all. I mean, I was so excited. And being in the Opry, uh, everyone was so nice. Everyone was so friendly to me that it just made me feel comfortable. I mean, I went out. I did eight minutes. And then, you know, Jeannie uh, Je- C. Riley, who sang the Harper Valley PTA, she introduced me. She brought me out, and then I went out. I did my eight minutes. It went really well. 4,000 people in the audience. And then when I come off, a bunch of square dancers go out and dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's not the typical uh, comedy club experience. So it was just great. And, I mean, we filmed a thing called My Opry Debut, which will come out on YouTube uh, hopefully soon. And it just, you know, they've nev- they do these for new artists, My Opry Debut. It's a... Uh, you know, just kind of a short little documentary about where they've come from and how they've gotten to the Opry, what's got them here. 
and they've never done it for a comedian before. So I'll be the first comedian to do a My Opry debut, and I'm very excited about it. That's so fun. I've been, you know, I've been buzzing about this for days. I mean, this is really, I think this is really the first day where I still don't feel like I have a bit of a buzz from doing the Grand Old Opry. Okay, and today is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. So, so it's about four days later. Yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I just still was just sitting around being like, man, I did the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. And it feels great. It really feels wonderful. I was excited to do it. Very thankful for the people that helped me get there. Now, Dusty, do you feel like you can enjoy these moments when they happen? Or are you kind of like, okay, on to the next thing? No, I 100% enjoy them. I, I am not in a hurry to do the next thing. That's like, you know, each thing. I mean, I did, you know, when I did Jimmy Kimmel, I felt very good about it. I didn't, I wasn't ready to jump into a new thing. When I did Just for Laughs, it was the same thing, but except with when I did Just for Laughs, it was immediately I did The Tonight Show. And after The Tonight Show, I was like, this is great. I feel wonderful that I've done this. Yeah, you got to celebrate your successes. Yeah, and that's how this feels with the Grand Old Opry. Like, ding, 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 ding. it just it just feels good, you know. And it, it, I think that one of the nicest things is like when I've done any of these other things, I have this big night, and then I go off to a hotel room. Like doing the Grand Old Opry, I like did that, and then I just got to come home. Yeah, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, so it was it was fantastic. And you will be able to, hopefully that will be on my YouTube soon, but I'll, I'll definitely be talking about it. And it just felt great. So, you know, uh, I don't know anything else to really say about it other than just how fantastic it was to walk around the backstage. I mean, on the, on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, they have a circle that was cut out of the stage of the original. It used to be at the Ryman and now it's been in this place since the seventies. So even it's been there forever, but the circle is where all the greats in country music have stood before. You know, Hank Williams Sr., Ernest Tubb. I mean, they've all stood on this circle. And it's just amazing. And you got to stand on the circle. And I got to stand on the circle and do jokes. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I got to do my hat jokes. I got to do, you know, I did my weed joke. You know, it's pretty funny to get a huge laugh in the Opry off a weed joke. You know? Now, Dusty, you were telling me, so you just did the Grand Old Opry and your dad came up from Alabama and watched you. And then you told me that the next day was the two-year anniversary. Yeah, almost three years Okay, to the day where I was feeling very good about my comedy. I was feeling very good. And me and Chris Killian were doing a run with the Comedy Zone. And we were at the Loft in Columbus, Georgia. And my dad came... Uh, with his wife, and he brought his cousin and his wife, and they brought their nephew and his wife, and two people from their church all came. Now, uh, before and and I bombed. I bombed really bad in the loft in, in front Columbus, of your whole family, in front of all of them. I bombed really, really bad. And the worst thing was, you know, I have some lotion jokes that I do. Probably my dirtiest jokes that I have are about lotion, right? And they're they're even very clean, but they're my dirtiest jokes. But at that time, that was on a Thursday. Tuesday was the first time I had ever done those jokes. So and they worked like a charm. It was a huge hit. So I was feeling very good about them. And they were at their dirtiest point. I had some more kind of dirty stuff in there. And a dirty joke in front of a family that wants you to do clean is fine as long as it goes well. 
But when it doesn't go well, you look bad. Now you're just up there being dirty for no laughs. And so I was doing those jokes. I was bombing. And then it was just weird. It, it really caused kind of a rift between me and my dad for a little bit. Your dad didn't want you to do the dirty jokes. Right. We really had a big fight. Not that night, but later on the phone, we had a pretty big fight about it. Because so, he assumed that they just didn't work because he saw them one time and that they didn't work. Right. So, um, so almost three years later to the day, my dad sees me do the Grand Old Opry. And the point is, I mean, it just is if you're working hard and you're and you're working it all the time and trying to improve and trying to get better, you will get better opportunities and you will become better as a comedian. So mm-hmm. uh, feels very fun. Great. Dusty. So. All right. So tell us where you were this weekend. So this weekend I went to Oklahoma and performed in Miami, Oklahoma, at a place called the Looney Saloon. Now, quick fact about the Looney Saloon, the producer of that show, Mr. Dave Short, shout out to Dave Short, is a listener of the podcast. All right. What up, Dave? Hey, Dave. Thanks for having us. We had a great time at the Looney Saloon this weekend. Um, and I went with my friend and comedian here in Nashville, the hilarious Benton Ray, Shout out, Benton. Shout out, Benton. Um, And it was really fun. I had never gone on the road with Benton before, but it was really fun. We had a good time both nights. We hung out around the city a little bit, got us a little bit of breakfast on Saturday. Um, Benton was really funny, and I had a good time. It was a smaller venue. It was in a uh, casino. And, um, yeah, I've actually done quite a few casinos now this year. So it's the year of the casino for him. So you had a good time. Benton, Benton's real first road gig out there. It, it may have been. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm sure he's, he's gone on the road a little bit. But uh, I, I, I can almost guarantee you he hasn't been to Miami, Oklahoma before. Well, that's pretty excited. I've been telling everybody it's Miami, Oklahoma. Well, so we Miami. thought it was. We learned when we got there. There's no reason for it to be called Miami. It's spelt the same way as Miami, Florida. So okay. there's no real explanation, but I think they're just trying to differentiate themselves or you know, make themselves sound a little exotic. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. And I got to work on a little bit of new material. I headlined, so that was really interesting. And um, also, just a quick thing uh, about that casino – now, a lot of casinos do have smoking inside the venue, but usually the the comedy room itself is a non-smoking environment. But this weekend in Miami, Oklahoma, smoking room. I think that's a case-by-case basis. The two in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, it's smoking throughout. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't experienced that in a long time. Where in fact, the- I had cigars in both of them in the Upper Peninsula, inside the casino. Right. Right, but I'm just saying usually the comedy room itself is a little bit sanctioned off, but that was not the case at uh, the Looney Saloon. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we I just inhaled it like it was, you know, First-hand. essential oils. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, I'm just going to pretend this is eucalyptus and just, just breathe it in and, and get it in me and use it yeah. as fuel. So, so that's what I did, and I had a great time. So thank you, Dave Short. Thanks for having me out to uh, Miami, and thanks, Benton, for being a really great feature. Yes, and wow, just what a wonderful weekend. I mean, there is, uh, you know, there's people that I don't think they listen, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they don't listen to the podcast. But, you know, uh, Sally Williams, uh, uh, Dan Rogers, and uh, Gina Keltner, uh, all Opry people, all had a hand in in, in me being there, and I just want to say thank you to them. Also, my team, Travis Brooke, uh, Jackie. Uh, Judy, Alex, 
Matt, wonderful people. Yeah. Wonderful. I was really, really impressed by your, your whole management and Yeah, APA and, and Levity. Levity, they're just great. They are great. And uh, they've done wonderful things for me, and I'm very excited. Uh, and now where, where I'm going this weekend, I'm going to do a thing in Huntsville. Uh, now that I'm doing headlining, I, you know, I don't know if I should say really what I'm doing, but I am going to do a little thing in Huntsville. There's some people in Huntsville who have been very nice to me. They're going to help me out, put me on a show to help me work out some jokes because on Sunday at Zany's in Nashville, I am going to record uh, uh, a set. What I'm trying to do is record a lot of my jokes that are already released on albums, kind of a greatest hits, if you will, uh, just to use for some various things, just to try to get myself some high-quality video. So it's going to be a fun show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Dan Whitehurst on the show and, um, and maybe Connor Larson. I haven't asked him yet, but me and Lucy also went through that uh, on, on our thing. Uh, but we'll see. And uh, what did you go through? Who you should put on your show this weekend, or like who? No, she who's asked. An appropriate well, opener? no, me and Lucy had talked earlier in the week. Had talked about Connor hosting, uh-huh. and then she asked, and then I haven't asked him. And then she was like, "Is Connor hosting on the podcast?" Well, now? I guess we'll find out if he really listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And if he does listen to the podcast, he'll just show up on Sunday. And if he doesn't, well, why don't you stay in tune with your friends? All right, 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 exactly. That's my thoughts exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but that's going to be a great show. And I'm going to do a full headlining set, probably 45 minutes to an hour. I'm going to try to record as much as I can uh, of jokes that are off, making that fudge and son of a ditch. And uh, just try to, you know, have some fun with it and just try to get some good quality video out there that I can use for social media and whatnot. And uh, what, I, what I think is, I'm always so impressed by you, Dusty, is you have such a, a wealth of material that you don't really use. That Your first album that you recorded before we began dating, you don't use really that material at all very much. Not so much, it's, no. It's, it's cool that you're bringing it back and re-recording it. I bet you can yeah. really find some fun stuff in there. Some of it, and that's what I want to go to Huntsville for on Saturday. to just try Because I got a lot of it for sure, but I, I just don't do much of it anymore. And I, and I, so I'm kind of nervous to see, you know, will this go well? You know, mm-hmm. some of it, like my fish jokes, I did those on last comic standing and I didn't win and I haven't done them since. Yeah. Those fish jokes kind of broke your heart a little bit. Yeah. Right. You told me after last comic standing, you never did them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So who knows? <laughs> I've done the sargasm fish a couple of times, but uh, that's the only one. Yeah. And um, and what about you? Where where are you at this weekend? Oh, so um, I'm oh. really ex- yeah. What's up? Dustin? I was gonna say I'm also doing a NACA thing next week, probably next Tuesday. I'll be in Columbus, Ohio. Is that Do- something that's open to the public? Uh, I don't know. But I'm just saying I'm doing that. Okay, you're just letting people know, huh? I just think it's... Inter- you're just putting it out there. you I, up to things. I just think it's fun that I just did a show at the Grand Ole Opry, which is a pretty old, older audience. And then I'm doing NACA, which is college. Uh, I just think that's fun. Yeah, and you've been in Canada, and you've been yeah. all over America. So you're doing... You got some stuff coming up. Though. I got things. I got things, and I've got stuff, and I've got stuff. Um, So... Oh, yeah. Um, on Thursday, February 14th, I'm just going to do a hot little guest spot at Zany's and Rory Scovel is in town. Uh, Rory Scovel's at Zany's all weekend, February 14th to the 16th. That's great. And uh, I worked with Rory the last time he was in town about a year or so ago. And I'm so happy that he asked me to do a guest spot. I'm so honored. I'm so pumped. And it'll be great to see him. And 
Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Nashville or if you're around Nashville, definitely come see Rory. You know what's up. Come see Rory Scoville. He's amazing. And then Slash also see me um, because I'm also amazing, but maybe not as amazing. But I'm like, it's, yeah, I'm like I'm like a compatible amount of amazing. Like for like, if you're, you're, you know what I'm saying. You're very funny. I yeah. saw a lot of your new jokes when we were in Tuscaloosa together, and I was. You think very, I'm funny? Very, Do you think I'm pretty too? Very impressed by. You that. think I'm funny and pretty? Very impressed by. Thank your jokes. you. Thanks, Dusty. Yeah. So okay, and then I'm gonna take a flight on Friday, February fifteenth, and I'm gonna go to Houghton. Michigan, and I'm going to be there Friday and Saturday night, 15th and 16th, at Eagle Radio in Houghton, Michigan, which is basically Canada. It's about as north as you can get yeah, in Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. So I'm taking a flight up there, and I'm doing some comedy up there. And so if you're in Houghton, Michigan, if you're up and around Michigan, and you talk like this, and you're just sort of from Michigan, uh, yeah, you know what I mean, like a Michigan accent. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know either. But, I, tr- I tried it, though. I mean, at least I tried, <laughs> you, you know? Yeah, you did try. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I appreciate that you tried. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to be in Michigan. And then uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, I'm going to be at Zany's in Nashville with Rory Scoville. So, you know, if you're in Nashville, check me out there. If you're in uh, Houghton, Michigan, your girl's going to be there. She's going to be there, Dusty. Yeah, well, you know, and we didn't plan a lot of other stuff because, honestly, we didn't do a lot of stuff on the road. Hannah went to, um, you know, went to Miami, Oklahoma, and back. And uh, I've been in town just doing nonstop phone calls. And Well, I, maybe we could talk about this for a hot second. Um, I felt a little guilty that I wasn't here this weekend for, for your Grand old Opry. Um, but this is something we've talked about before, Dusty. Is I've sort of missed all your big milestones in the past year, like The Tonight Show, and I didn't go to Just for Laughs or anything like that. But you do so well without me that I sort of feel like at this point, if I show up, I feel like I'll jinx you or something. Well, something tends to happen. I don't know what it is. In, in, in a high-stress situation, somehow you like to... Uh Amp up the stress. Oh, I enjoy it so much. You like to. Oh, I love to stress. Well, something. I don't know if you enjoy it or not, but somehow it comes out. Well, but I I, I couldn't even say if that's true or not at this point because I I really just haven't even been around like my schedule, and then I just wouldn't cancel any of the stuff that I was doing, so I just wouldn't show up. But 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 all this is to say, in case someone's judging me because I'm his wife and I'm not at any of his stuff. He doesn't want me there. I mean, he doesn't not not want me I there. I didn't, yeah. I didn't. But he also doesn't care if I'm not there. Well, I don't I don't know if that's true or not true. I'm not upset with you for not being there. I don't That's I don't, what I'm saying. Yeah, but but it doesn't saying I don't want you there and I don't care if you are there. But I said and then I corrected myself and I said he doesn't not not want me there, but he doesn't right. like care if I'm there. But, you know, she will she was there on Thursday for my show at Zany's, so she um is going to be on the documentary. Uh, the my Opry debut. Yeah, she will be on that. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, everything's all good. I mean, it's very exciting what's happening right now. It's very exciting. I'm I'm pumped about things. I think that you're gonna people, the listeners are gonna enjoy the interview with Lucy. I mean, we we kept it pretty loose, but I I tried to. I wrote down questions that I wanted to specifically ask her. Oh, you put on your interviewer hat, eh? Yeah, and then I had other people ask questions that. You know, I think they're genuinely curious about, and uh, 
Uh, I think that I know Lucy well enough, and I think I understand the booking process well enough at this point to where I think we've addressed most of those things. But uh, we also talked a little bit about what she's looking for in a host and what she's looking for in a feature and what she's looking for in someone that showcases uh, on, off the uh, stage behavior, Uh, the type of things that people at the club do talk about when you're not around. I mean, a lot of people, I think they... You know, and it's just I don't want to give all that away because what's the point of having the interview if I just give it all away? What I will say about Lucy and what I love and respect about her so much as someone that works for a comedy club is she really loves comedy and she's a fan of comedy and she's not one of those bookers that just never goes out into her local scene. She goes out to local shows all the time. She's constantly watching comedians in her community. She's constantly fangirling out on on comedy specials. So she gets it. She's a fan and and she she watches people yes. all and the time she, and she cares. Cares a lot about it. She's always at Zany's. In fact, she was working at Zany's today. She had a meeting. She was on a meeting phone call with agents of other comics. As soon as that phone call was over, she got in the car. She drove all the way out to Hendersonville. She talked to me for an hour. We hung out here for about 30 minutes. Then she got back in the car and drove back to Zany's where there is a showcase tonight. Uh, a local comedian, Chloe Stillwell has a show at Zany's Tonight where she is booking other local comedians and out-of-towners. And so it's like Chloe has the show because she asked about getting her own show. Mm-hmm. Chloe has a, a you know a track record of being able to put on shows and bring people to shows, and she asked Zany's could she do a show, and they said yes. So this is her second or third show on there. But Lucy is always there. She's always paying attention, and – I don't know every club, but I also know that not every club has someone like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I lived in Toronto for 10 years, and I was affiliated with the various venues and clubs in some shape or form, or at least yeah. understood how their, their mechanisms worked. And, I mean, I got to say that most of the time, I never really saw those people leave the, their clubs. Yeah. I'm going to... I just knew who their circle was, and that's all they thought about. I'm going to give a scenario right here. I'm going to use different names. I'm going to use the name Jenny and John. That is not their names. I'm just going to use them because I, I appreciate the alliteration. Yes, but this club, partic- this particular club, hypothetical club that I'm talking about, they have many clubs, and it's booked all out of one club. From my my understanding, I never have done any of these clubs, but I got booked to headline an open mic at one of the clubs. And uh, so I went in there, and John had said, I want you to get Jenny at the club, because John is the main booker. He said, I want you to get Jenny to watch you at the club. She will report back to me. We can decide if we want to book you or not. I said, okay, great. I got to the club. I talked to Jenny. I said, hey, I'm here to do a set uh, you know, for you to see if you guys would like to book me. Everything was set. Everything's okay. All right, I wait around to the, I'm headlining the open mic, quote unquote, headlining the open mic, which means I'm going last. By the time I get up there, there's no one in the club, basically. Four or five people. But I made those four or five people laugh. So when I'm done, I felt, okay, that's pretty good because they were tired and I still made them laugh. So I went to Jenny and I was like, hey, uh, did you get to see my set? And she was like, ah, no, not really. I was kind of doing a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, because John said that you should watch my set so that you could you know, so that he could book me. And she goes, yeah, he does all the booking. So I was like, oh, okay. So you have no idea why I'm here. So the point is I never got booked there. I've never worked any of those clubs. Now I still hope to work them. So I am not trashing them. 
All I'm saying is that there are different scenarios of different clubs. Lucy is definitely always watching and paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, that's some high level annoyance right there. Just for your from your point of view for sure. Yeah. Totally. And uh but so you know, if you're if you're a new comic, and 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 we are going to try. I mean, at least I'd like to see this. I think Hannah too, to see our 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 podcast go in a more direction of comedy, motivation, whatnot. Because uh, I don't know, um, there's a lot of things that we'd like to do. We'd like to talk about books that we're reading and things like that, and TV shows that we're watching and whatnot. But I want it to all be in the vein of how can it help you be a better performer or comedian. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I could tell you that, you know, oh, I'm reading, uh, you know, a, a graphic novel on Marvel comic books. That's not helping you be a better comic. Why are you listening to me tell you what kind of Marvel comic book I'm reading? Yeah, I could say I just finished reading Their Eyes Were Watching God by Nora Zeal Hurston, one of the great African-American women before, during Jim Crow law. Uh, but, you know, it's maybe a little bit off brand. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I know that you're reading that book. I finished it. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, but it's like, I want to talk about things that are going to help people become better comics because that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about people being better people and succeeding in life despite uh, obstacles. And I'm passionate about people being good at comedy. Yeah. Because I like comedy. I like to watch it. I like to watch good, funny comedy. But I'm pretty tired of complaining comedy. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, boy, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, too, Dusty. Yeah, Hannah's been filming today, and uh, she, had, she filmed a video. But look, at it, we thought we were only going to record for 10 minutes, but you're into me. You like my chemistry with well, me. Well, yeah, I mean, we're having a good time. We do have a good time. Yeah, but, we do uh, have a good time. But we, we do want to keep this one shorter than normal because, you know, I got an interview that follows so, um, All right, let's wrap it up then, I have uh, more stuff coming out on Instagram and YouTube. My Instagram is at Dusty Slay. YouTube, uh, obviously, is Dusty Slay. Uh, my website, DustySlay.com. Hannah uh, will be putting out a video on Instagram, hopefully, in the next week. Her Instagram is Hannah, Miss Hannah Hogan. And uh, look her up, check her out, see what she's up to. Uh, you got anything to add? Love yourselves and be good to others. All right. Well, thank you very much. We're having a good time. time. And our very special guest, Lucy from Zanies. All right. Here we are. Uh, This is the We're Having a Good Time podcast. This is a segment. Uh, Hannah's not on this segment. Hannah, she gone, she gone, gone, gone. Hannah, she gone, she gone, gone, gone. She's filming a video right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah, she's filming a oh, video. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, she's off doing a thing. Is it um, confidential? Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. know that it is. But you know what? I'll edit it out if okay. it is. She's doing a video with John Chris I today. I figured because I recommended her. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he asked me for a strong female actress, and I said, I've got just the person for you. And I even sent him the clips of the um, Gay Aunt Barb character. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a huge fan of Gay Aunt Barb. Oh. I don't well, know if you knew that about I didn't me. know that. Yeah. Hannah I, would appreciate that. Do you I, tell I, Hannah? I told her a while back, maybe a year ago, um, when we were all, like, sitting down to start working together, but um, I just, like, 
looked up Hannah Hogan and eventually, like, in this rabbit hole, found Gay Aunt Barb. Oh, yeah. People should look at Gay Aunt Barb. Yeah, if you haven't seen Gay Aunt Barb, uh, it's a uh, thing that Hannah used to do for the Gay Women's Channel. I think it may just be called the Women's Channel in Canada <laughs> they now. They dropped gay. I it was too ha- offensive either, to make it that small of a market. Either they dropped gay or they added gay. Either way. You can't tell. Yeah. And uh, so she did this character. It's so funny. It is funny. She's so good at it. Yeah, she's got quite a few of those videos yeah, out there. They're, they're, I highly recommend them. They're very funny. And yeah. that's awesome that um that she's going to do some stuff yeah. with John. So she's doing that. And so uh, since Hannah's not here, I'm here with another Lucy. Woman. Another woman. Very, a very feminist podcast. <laughs> I have uh, re- replaced uh, one woman with another, another woman, woman. And we're talking about the women's channel, whether it be gay or straight. <laughs> we love all women's channels all women. equally. Yes. So... Lucy uh, works at Zanies. Sure do. And I don't. I never really know Lucy's official title, but maybe I don't really know my official title either. Um, but to ease people's tensions when they ask for my title, I kind of just make one up. Okay. So I talent coordinator. Oh, I like that. Slash Booker. Slash anything else the club needs, but I, talent coordinator kind of covers. Yeah, I like talent coordinator. Yeah, I think I, that's a solid yeah. title. Yeah, when I was up in Phoenix at one of our sister clubs, Stand Up Live, which I believe that you are playing in the soon in the recent yeah. future. Yeah, I'm just gonna plug all your dates for you yeah. this entire time. It's great. But um, I went up there for some training, and they're all very. They've got like a corporate office, like a oh, nice yeah. office. There's like cubicles and stuff. My office is more like a house where I sit on a chair in the living room. Yeah, but. Um, uh, they, I was asking everybody their titles, and one of the girls there was like talent coordinator, and I was like, I'm going to steal oh, that yeah. one for myself. When I worked for Spectricide, I sold pesticides. Yeah. I, was a, I was a seasonal merchandiser, a mm. merchandising coordinator, uh, a re- regional manager. Are these all in order of promotions that yeah. you receive? Well, kind of. Okay. And then I was a district manager. But oh, that's big time. The position never really changed. Oh, yeah. It was the just, title just changed. Did the pay change or no? Only once. When I went from merchandising, seasonal merchandiser to merchandising coordinator. See, I would have thought it was when you went up to district manager. No, they just started changing the title then. Oh, okay. Because they would lay off people and then make me do their job too. <laughs> and then they wouldn't increase the pay. That's never a good thing. No. And then my... Boss one time let me do my own review of myself. He, oh. he wanted us to all do our own reviews so that he could then come back and check and, and see how we did. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I don't think I did that good of a job. <laughs> I'm going to give myself like an okay review. And I realized then that you never do that. Just yeah. give yourself top-notch review top-notch. because I tried to be honest, and then he still came back and like bumped me down on everything. So I should have just said, you know what? I think I'm doing the best. Was it one of those reviews where you have like a scale of numbers and you have to like circle the yeah. number for oh, yeah. everything you're doing? Yeah, I was. I gave myself such a low review, really, and he was like, you were way off on some of these. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I think I was pretty pretty accurate. At least you don't have to ever sell pesticides again. Well, let's hope. Would you, you, know, give, yourself, would you give yourself a good review as a comedian? Oh, yeah. Like if you filled out a comment card at a comedy club, would you have good things yeah, to say all about tens. yourself? All tens, except for my hangout after. <laughs> if there was a, for the spot, how good of a hangout are you after, I would give myself a lower rating. Like a three? Yeah. Like good conversation, but doesn't party. Yes. That's yes. not bad, though. Yeah, I That's think a so. good review, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I would never give myself a bad review again, even if I had to go back to selling yeah. pesticides and they were I was asked to do it. I'd be all tent. All tent. All tent. Yeah. I would be, and then I would say, yeah, I'm just being honest. I think I'm the best. That's great. That's what I would tell I them. I hope you never have to go back and review yourself in yeah. any shape or form. You yeah, know? me too. Anyway. Well, the reason that I have you here is because, one, that you're my friend, and you're willing to drive out to my place, even though we're about to move from Hendersonville. Oh, yeah, you got to get out of this place. Yeah, it's a weird apartment complex. It's, first of all, it's so overwhelming when you drive in because yeah. you're like, there's so many different routes you can go, but yeah. the GPS just alerts you that you've arrived Yes, when you haven't. Right, yeah. Sometimes uh, Uber drivers will be, oh, you know, so lost. they'll come to some other place and just stop. I had to run up to, there's yeah. like a plantation house up here. I had to run up there. The guy was about to pull away. I had to tap on his back window. Yeah. That ch- happens to me when I order food. I have just, I type out directions, mm. like a paragraph long. Yeah, people don't. But they always get there, though. They have no patience, you know. Yeah. So questions are really rolling in now. Okay. I had, um, so... Lucy is a uh, talent coordinator at Zany's, and so she gets a lot of emails from people. She books people at the club, and we're always trying to help comics figure out how to get booked, what they should be doing. And so I asked people on Facebook if they had any um, questions for bookers, and um, they ask a lot. But I want to ask some of my own. Are those all your questions? Sorry, I'm I'm over. Yeah, not a lot of these. These. This is not. Yeah, they're not all serious. Half of them are Brian Bates just trolling me. Right. One's like. One's like. Do you have Yingling on tap? (laughs) Uh, One says, "Have you ever heard of Brian Bates?" I figured there would be a couple of Brian Bates ones. I've got, is there a crapper in the green room? Um, Uh, There is. That's an easy question to answer. Should I have health insurance to work this club? I don't Um, think any comics have health insurance. These are the non-serious ones. When you said, I would never play in any club, did you mean in this life or this life and the next? Who is that? Curtis Rambo. He used to live in Huntsville. Oh, now he lives yeah, in LA. he lives in L.A. Okay, yeah. great. I don't think I ever met Curtis, but hey, what's up? Here's, can we be friends and get some IHOP sometime? That's a good question. I do enjoy IHOP, but Waffle House, I think, is more of the uh, comedian hang spot. Yeah. Cody Marley says, what's it pay? <laughs> this one from Harris Alterman. Uh, may, oh, he's very funny. He says, how often should I email you? That might be. That's, that's might a be. good question. It's got so many likes, like it's a joke, but I, I feel like that's actually a good question. I like um, one email at the top of the month. Yeah. Um, when you say the top, you mean like... Just like the big, the first week of the month. Okay. I, I don't care what day. I mean, I do care what day. I said yeah. to stop myself there. Monday through Friday, you're good. Don't email me Saturday or Sunday. Mm, that's good I advice. Mean, it's, you know, I'm yeah. not going to... Now, I'd like to preface this by saying I think all bookers are probably different. This is just one. Yeah. Well, I would say a lot of bookers probably don't even read emails. That's um, Unfortunately. All right. So that's good. So one email a month. One email a month. During the week. During the week. Not on Sunday and morning while you're trying to have brunch. Preferably 10 to 4. Yeah. That's when I'm in my office. Right. 
Perfect. See, I think sometimes, at least I've had this mentality in the past, where I forget that people have email on their phone. Yes. So I'm thinking that they're just checking email when they get to the office right. on Monday. so it's like it doesn't matter. So I thought, hey, I'll send it Sunday at midnight. Right. They'll get it on Monday. But they probably get it right then and go, what's this guy doing? Yeah. And there have been se- several times where I'll get it at, like, 1 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, man. I mean, I'm awake. I'm a young person. I'm up. But rethink that <laughs> you know yeah 10 to 4 is the perfect window and, and if and if i don't if I, uh, if I don't respond right away don't take it as an you know don't be offended here's one that there's a lot going on several people have asked and um i have some email questions of my own sure. but one is that several people have asked in some form or another what can i do as a comic to make my email stand out from the rest like what? Um, and I don't even know. I mean, maybe that's something that's on an individual basis. Because where if you said this will make your email stand out, then everyone would do that, and then it wouldn't stand I mean, out. It definitely stands out for me when I hear from somebody else about who, like about you. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. say that's necessarily something that it, you can put across in your email. But if I hear from another booker or another comic who I really respect, like hey. Look out for an email from so-and-so. I just worked with them here. They really are great. I think you should book them on a showcase or have them come by or this or that. That That's when somebody starts to stand out for me, when I start hearing their name from other people. So rather than an email that says, hey, um, Louis C.K. says I'm really great, <laughs> get Louis C.K. to Here's send that thing. email. I don't, I don't mind if – and it does stand out for me when I look at your references and they're really strong – but also remember, I'm going to turn around and say, hey, so-and-so, I just got this email from this person. They used you as a reference. Like, what do you think? Like, right. And they're going to be honest. And yes. it's happened where several times where people will say, you know, I worked with so-and-so here. You know, they're going to vouch for me. And then they send their video and I hit up, you know, whoever it is. And they go, oh, I don't know why they, they did that. That is not – I did not tell them to use my name. I don't vouch for them. You know, obviously don't tell them, but I don't, you know, I don't think they're right for this or this or this. So be aware of who you're using as a reference. But if you do have a great reference, it does stand out. And if they do have great things to say, you're going to have a better chance of booking that gig. I agree. Yes. All right. So this is a question of my own. What do you want to see in an email from a comic looking to get booked? Like when they send the email... What what's some stuff you're looking for? I like it to be pretty, you know, short, sweet, to the point. A high quality video is super important to me. I get so many emails of shaky cell phone, you know, you can't even hear the audience laughing at all. You have to make sure like you're I know this sounds like basic, but you're doing well in the video mm. and the video is good quality. I always tell new comics like invest in a good camera. You're going to spend a couple hundred bucks, but it's going to mean a lot. Like an HD, good quality video. And make sure the placement is good. I have so many videos where it's like taken at a like low angle or like taken from a weird spot in the room where you can barely see. Like make sure you're putting it in a good spot. Also, tell the sound guy that you're recording if you're recording from the sound booth. I've seen that happen a lot where somebody puts their camera in the sound booth because it's usually a good spot in the room. 
and then the sound person is talking during their entire oh, yeah. video. I saw a video once from a cell phone, and the person recording the guy on stage also filmed an audience member and said that it was a local rapper in town. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so... <laughs> so, so, like, during the video, he turned the camera yeah. and was like, hey, guys, it's so Yeah, cameo to him. So maybe... <laughs> Uh, make have a discussion with the staff. Let them know you're recording a video and that you know it's it's really important. You're going to be right. sending it out to bookers so they don't trash it. All right. So video. good video where the person on stage does well. Yeah. Good quality. Good sound. Good video. What's some other info in the email? I would say at list at least three to five refer- references. Two of which, if you can, being uh, from club club bookers. Or like a really good show, like um, what's that show in Chicago? Comedians, you think you should know? Yes. Some people like that, like two or three of those, and then like two or three good comics. Okay. They don't necessarily have to be big names, but like a Dusty Slay, right? A um, you know, very big name, very famous comedian. <laughs> but somebody who like is super respected in the clubs, you know, who people would, you know, they would recognize their right. Name. Okay. Um, what if, uh, let's say, uh, what about clubs that you've worked? Clubs that you've worked, 100%. Um, uh, maybe one or two comedians you've opened for. And be honest, if you emceed uh, for uh, Rory Scovel, put emceed for Rory Scovel. Don't put featured for. Don't put work the road with Rory Scovel for years. Yeah. Do, oh, this is my biggest pet peeve. If you were on a showcase... And a famous comedian dropped in on that showcase. You did not open for them. Do not put that you opened for them. And they that did is not, a lie. And they did not open for you. Yeah, they didn't open. <laughs> that's even bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if, um, I don't know, like if Mark Norman dropped in on the open mic that you were doing, Mark, you weren't on a show with Mark Norman. Right. Sorry, don't use that as a credit, please. That does not count. One, yeah. Oh, um. Another important thing, if you've done festivals, put which festivals you've done. Okay. Obviously, there are rankings of which ones are more important, but I would say if you've done any festival, include that in your email. What about this? In a video, a lot of people uh, will have the MC introduce them. You want okay. the comic to be immediately on the microphone, right? Yeah, Um I prefer even you don't even have to include the MC introducing you. Right, really, just right. You want the material. comic already up there, yeah, ready to tell oh, jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes I do get those like weird long, long there's, intro. There's like five minutes of the guy that went before you. Like that just shows yeah. you don't know how to edit video, which is something that you should know as a comedian. Right. It's pretty easy. Editing is pretty yeah. easy. I mean, even if you just know the basic cut cutting. Yes. You know? Yes. All right. What about? Uh, some people say you want to laugh within the first 30 seconds. What Um, if that's a local joke? Is it okay? It's okay, but if you know that you're going to be taping a set, maybe just Don't do the local joke, yes. (laughs) Yeah, don't do the local joke, and maybe don't start with a super long-winded bit. You know what I mean? Start with something punchy. One time I did a, had a video and I went up and I was like, all right, who's pumped? And like a couple people clapped and I go, okay, three people. And that got a laugh, right? Yeah. But then my next joke, I didn't get a laugh until it was like, you know, that was probably 15 seconds and then it was like 40 seconds, right? And the guy emailed me back and he said, you want to get a laugh within the first 30 seconds. And I was like, but I did get a laugh off my who's pumped joke. Yeah. So I was like, I don't, I don't get what you're saying. 
Well, as much as I love Who's Pumped, is that a would you count that as a full joke? Not a full joke. <laughs> exactly. Who's pumped? Yeah, <laughs> that's more of a uh, just a phrase. Yes. So I would say I, I would uh, I would agree with the guy that okay. you back. Fair enough. Go for it. Go for the punch right up top. And even if that means not even necessarily sending the video where you started, maybe right. start forty seconds in. Yeah. You start getting the yeah, if your up. first joke bombs, maybe just cut, cut that out. joke out. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Because I think that sometimes as comics, we, we're on a local scene. We do these fun, quirky things. Yeah. The people on the scene really like us. So, But you got to realize that a booker yeah. has no idea how fun and quirky you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. They got to get to know you. Totally. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see about a couple of these other questions. And then I want, I want to ask uh, my other questions. I hope sure. this is helpful to people. Um, what about the subject line of the email? I would just, you know, if you're sending your monthly avails, just the basic, you know, just checking in with my avails, that kind of thing. If you're submitting for the first time, maybe just a basic, like, comedian submission from where, what your name is, that kind of thing. I mean, I wouldn't put too much crazy thought. Now, I wouldn't try to go over the top with the all caps kooky subject line that that kind of makes me think you're crazy so i would just keep it basic like all right so like i used to put this was back in the day when i would send avails i would be like nashville comic looking to come to cincinnati or whatever i like that okay i like that keep it simple but you don't have to do anything crazy with the joke in the subject line or all caps or any of that what are oh here's a good one I think. What are some mistakes that people make in these emails that make you not want to book them? I mean, my number one, I'm still going to have to go back is to the horrible video. I mean, I what blows my mind is I've had people submit videos where they got no laughs. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you you really need to rethink. Right, because you the, the the idea of the video is to show the booker that you can get yeah. laughs, that you're funny. If you're bombing in the yeah. video, not going to help your cause. Personally, and this is super just my own taste, I don't need headshots and buy it. Like, I don't need the EPK, like old school. Okay, no press want, kits. I just want a good video. I mean, I guess if you're submitting as a, like, I don't know, off-night headliner, maybe that would be relevant. But what about a real physical press kit in the mail? <laughs> Please, no. I have received <laughs> yeah. those. I've received CDs. I've received DVDs. That is so outdated. I do not need that whatsoever. But um, I put a CD in the mailbox uh, of Go Bananas one time because I was in the area <laughs> and no one was there. I'm thinking of some other crazy. I mean, I get I, I get, get emails. I get emails a lot with no video. Okay. That are just like I think I'm really funny and I got what it takes, so I need to go on stage tomorrow night. And it's uh, like that's a big mistake, right? Yeah, I would think that something to think about is don't look to get in, uh, booked the next day. No. <laughs> like down the road, like months down the road. Yeah. Like you need to be planning out months down the I used to think that I could just call a club, even someone that I knew personally, right. just call them up and be like, hey, I'd like to get a gig going next month. Yeah. But you really probably should plan it out like three or four months down exactly. the road. Okay, so I like that one. So, but what about in the email? Is there anything else that people would send sometimes in an email that's irritating as a, as opposed to the video? Like, um, like any any like what's something that people shouldn't say? 
I mean, I think. I mean, there's a lot of people that just don't know where they're at in their comedy. So right. there's a lot of people who will reach out to feature when it's like you're not, you're clearly not ready for that. But that's not necessarily people saying the wrong thing. I mean, people obviously, if I email them back and say, you know, we don't really have a lot of feature spots, you know, maybe you come down and showcase and they'll get real defensive. Right. So Do- I would suggest not getting super defensive over, over things like that. And it's also like, if you really want a feature here, then come down and showcase and like murder. That's true. And then maybe we can talk after, you know what I mean? It- well, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you look for? When someone, what do you look for in a comic when they come to showcase? You just looking for them to crush, or, or, or is there like anything in particular? I definitely watch a lot of what people are doing off stage. You know, if you come in and you're just pounding back shots or pounding beers before you get on stage, and you're like in the green room acting kind of weird towards all the, I watch that stuff. You know, I, I, I remember when you started in there, I specifically remembered, not necessarily just the fact that you didn't drink, but every time you came in the club, you shook every employee's hand. Yeah. You came in. Still you, do. You learned the people uh, in the box office name. You learned the people in the kitchen's name. You came back and said, hey to everybody. You know, you, you literally would walk in and the first thing you would do is go to the bar, say hey to Tiffany, go back to the kitchen, say hey to Miguel. It's little things like that that are like, oh, this guy not only is super funny, but he's easy to work with. He makes the staff happy. Like every time you you come to the club, everybody's excited about it. Yeah. Because not I'd... only do they think you're funny, but they're like, oh, Dusty's like a really nice guy. Like I like to be around him. He has a good energy. Things like that I notice when people come to showcase. A lot of that. Well, that's nice to hear about me. I appreciate that. Even like little things like when you notice, like I always send out an email to everybody on the showcase and I'm like, hey, everybody arrive by this time. So I notice if you're late. It's it's like arrive by 630 shows at seven. It's not like a crazy. Be there a half hour early. Um, I notice um, if you tip the server. I know it sounds small, but it's like when I have a big showcase, the server loses tables because they're waiting on the green room because there's like 10, 11, 12 people on the show. Right. So I always send an email out and I say you get two items free, but make sure you take care of your server. And then I always ask the server at the end of the night who took care of them and who didn't. Uh, uh, just like yes. little things like etiquette, club right. etiquette, you know. Um, that's a big thing that I don't think people think about. I think you're right. I think that's good to know. All right. So that's – so. All the offstage stuff yeah. matters as much as the onstage 100%. stuff. I always tell people that the staff is paying attention to you too. And oh, yeah. When I see my, my servers stop what they're doing to watch you, yeah. that's a big sign. Right. I say, you know, the staff doesn't book the club, but if the staff is like, hey, we really like this guy, 100%. it will help other people pay attention. Totally. But uh, conversely, if they're like, that guy. Sucks. Off stage, yeah. on stage, terrible person. Probably not going to get booked. Probably not. All right. This is great. So let's do, let's see what other questions we got from people. Um, oh, here, this is a decent question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what impact does the comedian's website have on the decision to book or not book? I like uh, to say that I notice um, when a website is unique. I love a good, unique website. Like, uh, 
I don't want to like brag about Aaron, but he has a website that he designed himself that looks like a MySpace page. Right. And there's all these little hidden eggs in it that are super funny. Um, then there are a lot of websites that you pull them up and you're like, man, this hasn't been updated since 1997. Right. That's how my website looked for a long time. <laughs> it, it did. It wasn't great for a while. But at the same time, I wouldn't say that that's a huge deciding factor yeah. in my booking. But I do notice when a website looks really good. Yeah, I would think that just being updated yeah. would be a bigger thing than because it's like if someone can't physically Design because that was my problem. Yeah. I physically didn't know how to work WordPress. Right. I don't either. But it was updated all the time. Right. Uh, what about that? This question. Uh, I don't think you'll know necessarily know the. I, mean, I don't know. I know the answer to this, but okay. this it says why do it says you, but why does certain clubs impose a hundred mile radius restriction on your comedians? I personally don't. Right. Um. I think. It also matters where you are in your career. Like, if you're headlining places and um, you're, like, loyal to a club or a club's been loyal to you and helped you and started you and grown you and headlined you, then I could see why um, bookers or owners might be upset that you're working another room because then it devalues you headlining the club. Like, right. if... Um, like if a club spent time investing and building yeah. you and then you finally got to headline and then you started working the other club. Yeah, then, then you're that's... kind of like – it's like a sense of betrayal. Right. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily care, but I'm also not in a place to like make decisions like that. Um, but I understand why owners and bookers get upset um, if they've really invested time in you and then um, they've been headlining you and then you go – like say Dusty's doing a show and he's charging like – $20 and then he like goes and does a show at um I don't know what's a random place here at some smaller venue here and charge and they can they charge $15 then if Dusty chooses to come back it's like why would I pay $20 when I right. could see him for $15 exactly you know? so that's my uh but this particular person I know where they live in the country and I know the club that they're referring yeah. to and it's like that's a different situation sure. than what we have. So I don't know the answer to that. I don't think that you know this person's mind either. Uh, I get the question, but uh, what? It, uh, here's a, is it cool to bring my own mic to drop? I think that's just a joke. Okay. And, <laughs> I, thought, I, I, didn't, I didn't know you were going to say drop, and I thought you just meant, is it cool to bring my own mic? And I was going to be like, I've only seen maybe one person in the six years I've done this bring their own microphone to the club. Yes. And that's Christopher Titus because he uses one of those um, lavalier mics. Oh. So he can like oh, yeah. be a little more animated. Maybe, maybe you know this from other – for bookers who don't believe in watching tapes, why do they feel that way? <laughs> I mean I would hope that they're going out to mics and going out to shows and watching comedians live because if they're not watching tapes, I don't know how they're doing their job. Right. I know, um, I know someone that does that. But they also have a showcase. It's hard to get the showcase. Okay. But you can. I, I I don't I don't love tapes. Like I I watch them, but I prefer. Like I always suggest to people, I'd rather come see you live 
Because it's a different experience. It's just like our catchphrase at Zanies, it's better life. It's better life. But um, Those funny Zanies laughing dudes. <laughs> but um, I don't... Live, laugh, love. At, at least from what you're saying, the person that you personally know who doesn't watch tapes has a showcase. Right. And I do think it is better to see them, but... Um, I think I can just say, Dave Stroop doesn't watch his tapes. <laughs> He's going to um, call you and cancel. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't, but he told me specifically in an email, so I feel like he tells yeah. everybody this. But he's like, I don't watch tapes. I need to see you. Yeah. And then he books you on the showcase. Right. And you go, I also imagine, I mean, Dave Stroop's been doing this for, what, 20, 30 years? Probably. I, I mean, Actually, I they told know. me Dave Stroop started off like, you know, in the uh, as a dishwasher, I think. So There's actually um, a lot of stories like that. Yeah. I mean, I started off... Uh, working the door because they tried to put me in a bo- in the box office at the comedy zone and the guy I was working with uh was like a mean kind of like bitter uh comedian and he was so mean to me that they just were like let's put her and just have her seat people at night so I sat people at night and I faxed stuff during the day yeah and that's how I started but um that's cool that he like really grinded it out um, yeah but imagine I mean I assume that he's been watching being sent tapes for over 20 years. I imagine when I get that to that point in my career, I'm not going to want to... However, we're watching videos at right. that point. I think sometimes I'm you can't... You don't know what's going on in that room, right? Yeah. It's like if I put together a room sure. uh, and I bring 75 of my closest, best friends, right. every joke's going to crush. Of course. But, you know, you go to Columbus, Ohio and yeah. do that room, then, then it's, you know, it's regular people at the club. Yeah. All right, here's a, another question for me. What do you like to see, like if a host comes the first time, because I had a friend email me about hosting. He says, I'm doing my first hosting gig, yeah. and I, I got some questions about it. So what do you, what do you want to see from a host? My favorite thing to see in a host, and very, very few people can do it, and I, I highly suggest... If you are hosting in the future or thinking about hosting, figure out a way to do it is to not read all of the announcements off the sheet of paper up top, but to be able to craft them into your set in a funny way. Okay. There are very few people that can do it, but when they do it, it's brilliant and it makes the show so much better. So you're saying don't pull out the sheet of paper and go, the club asked me to read this. Yes. That, okay, that is, um, God love her, but um, uh, our, our close friend who I'm going to see tonight, uh, Jordan, the first time she ever hosted, brought that sheet out and was like, they made me do this. Oh, yeah. And then read it verbatim. <laughs> but here's what you can do, and I need to be a little bit more proactive, but I get so like crazy busy I forget to do this. If you know you're hosting, email the manager of the club ask for the announcement sheet in advance so that you can read over it. And if there's a way you can like work in a tip your servers joke or a work in a, you know, little crowd work about birthdays, stuff like that. So it doesn't feel so forced and so dis, disingen, disingenuine. Is that the right word? I think so. Um, Hannah's really the word people person. Either, people either do it all up top or all at the end of their set and it just doesn't flow right um but uh, you know there's a couple of people that regularly host at the club who have found 
a way to just really make it natural. And I think that's the best way you can do it. So the club, most clubs want you to do announcements. Yes. It's a thing that happens. They need it because it helps prom- promote the shows yeah. that are coming up and then helps you to get out that the servers need to be tipped. It helps you um, have people sign up for the email list, which that way we can send out specials and stuff like that and really continue to pack out the room. Fill out comment cards. Yeah. Comment cards are great for the host. Yeah. I used to say, this is a cheesy joke, but it really worked for me. I would yeah. say, if you liked my comedy, my name's Dusty. If you didn't, yeah. my name's Bill. Somebody and- did, a, did that the other day. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember, but they were like, if you didn't like me, write down uh, Chad Ryden or Brian yeah. Bates or something, and it was it was great. Yeah, and that way I get I would get comment cards from people yeah. so it looks good for the club so so yeah so if you're hosting um what about what about this i think people have comments about cleanliness and stuff like that but i know a lot of clubs like a host to be clean is that i think that it's generally yes but it's also on a case-by-case basis listen if you're hosting for joey diaz you don't need to be clean right i'm gonna be a hundred right there and just say that and people might disagree with me but that's me speaking what I, my truth, I, if you're hosting for somebody that's just filthy, I wouldn't say that you need right. to be Right, unless you're asked specifically. Unless you're asked specifically. But, but in any other circumstance, I would say, for the most part, if you're hosting, clean it up as much as you can. Yeah. And what if you're not clean, they ask you to be clean, and you go out and you go, this would be a whole lot funnier, but I got to be clean. That's a bad move, too, <laughs> that's right? That's a very bad move. <laughs> also, remember when you're hosting, like, your job is to get the audience warmed up and having a good time and to do the business for the club. It's not necessarily about your material. Right, and it's not your show. No, it's not your show. You're just there to host, make people feel welcome. You're like the ambassador for the club. 100%. So make people feel good. Don't make the audience feel stupid for not liking your jokes. Yes. All right, so what about this? What about something that you're looking for in a feature when they come? It's interesting because a feature is doing longer time, but in my opinion, the host job is kind of harder. Totally. So, I mean, my my job for a feature would just be to go up there and just be funny. Just crush it's it. the sweet yeah, spot. It's the sweet spot. Like, you know, just do whatever the headliner. And I think if you're a host or a feature, just ask the headliner. Oh, I was about to say that. Yes, as a host, make sure you um, also ask the headliner how they want to be brought up. Right. That's another like little thing that you might not know until you do it. But it's yeah, you got to make sure to ask both the feature and the headliner how they want to be brought up. And some of us work really hard for these credits that we yeah. get. So when we ask you to read the credits, uh, do them uh, right. And don't, like, be a, a douche about it. Yeah. Like, don't be like, oh, you're Mr. Big. Like, right. people work hard to get right. those credits. Unless you're a superstar, you're like, no, I've done these credits yeah. just about specifically so that I can have them read off before I go on stage. Exactly. Yeah. Because so. some people will really, like, shorten down my credits. And I'm like, ah, I really worked hard yeah. for that. And, I, and then I don't know how to go and tell the person, listen, I want you to read this specifically like this. Yeah. And that's another thing, like, just be respectful of who you're working with. Don't go in so hot with, like, hey, man, like, and asking a ton of questions. Like, if you forge a relationship and you guys are cool by, like, day two, day three, maybe it's okay to ask. But, like, I've seen so many hosts just walk in and and just bombard the headliner with so many questions. And it's like, 
man, they probably just got off a plane. They've got press in the morning or they had press in the morning. Like, yeah. just maybe just ask how they want to be brought up and be chill. And then they go, then they tell other comics later what a jerk that comic yeah. is. I always loved putting, I mean, obviously still love putting Dusty on shows, but now he's headlining shows, so it's not so much putting him on shows. But I always loved putting you on shows because I knew you were going to be very chill in the green room. You weren't going to be weird. You weren't going to be drinking too much or constantly rolling up blunts in there. Um, so right. it was just a... Just be aware of who you're working with. Big blunt roller, you know? (laughs) I mean, if the headliner you're working with is into that, it's one thing. But but I would just suggest really going into it. Yeah, maybe keep your drugs at home until you find out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Until you find out what the club's into. Um, This is a a question about uh, bookers or, or comics with disability, like somebody that's in a wheelchair. Okay. Right? I know that Zany specifically has a really high stage. Yeah. If someone came with a wheelchair, is there a way to get them up there? We actually, what's that comic's name? He's been there a couple times. I can't remember, but he's in a wheelchair. And uh, we just got all our male staff to carry the wheelchair okay. on the stage. Great. Yeah. But probably should look into maybe making yeah. it a little more accessible. Yeah, but it can be done. It can be done. It yeah. has been done multiple times. Actually, I saw when I opened for Girl Code, uh, there uh-huh. was actually a heckler. And I don't think it was the lady in the wheelchair, uh-huh. but it was her family. Was it um, Miss Wheelchair Tennessee? No, no, no. Okay. This was years ago. Okay. And the the mom was in the wheelchair. Okay. And the rest of the family, I guess, was heckling. And they okay. were heckling so bad they had to kick them out. So they had to kick the mom out in oh, the wheelchair. Oh, well, we had to yeah. get the ramp out. They had to break. wheel her out. It was very, I was like, oh, how embarrassing for the mom, oh, you know. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I got that a. That was I, like my first week, so I don't remember yeah. it. I got a couple of friends that come. Yeah, both in uh, Lindsay and Wesley, they both come. They're in wheelchairs. They come to Zany's all the time. They get in and out just fine. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so. Um, I just he 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 had, his question was it was you know th- do you think that it's a dis- discouraging to book him because oh, no. yeah see I don't think so funny, either funny is funny I don't yeah right. that that doesn't discriminate yeah. in my book and this is uh, a friend of mine he's very funny I haven't seen him in a long time very funny and uh, I'm trying to like see who it is I don't know he's from uh, I'm I wish I could remember the name of that there was this great comic at, at Laughing School oh Lucas. Yes. This is Leo, and Lucas is from Indianapolis. Lucas had oh, asked man, a question. Oh, that guy is so funny. Yeah, L- Lucas had asked a question too, but I feel like his question was a joke question. That guy, very oh. funny. Oh, his question is, do you hate my bio as much as I do? I'll be completely honest here. I really don't look into people's bios. <laughs> It might be because I just don't want to read that that long of one, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think something that I always struggled with early on was do I make this email funny yeah. or do I just keep it serious? Just keep it just simple. I with think a good so. Good video and some good references. I feel like that I was I was pretty decent at getting responses from people and I think that that's what I would do. So, yeah. all right. So this is so you want to send an email. Ooh, Ooh. I just thought of something okay. really smart. Talking about emails, we haven't discussed this yet. What I really, really like when people do is if you do a show, like if you do a showcase or if you MC for your first time or if you feature, and after that you send a nice thank you email. Thank you emails are those great. Thing, those 
so few people do it, which is shocking, mm-hmm. that it really stands out when people send a thank you email. Yeah, I've really slacked off on my thank you emails lately. I used to send a lot well, of them. you have an agent now, yeah. so maybe she's sending <laughs> yeah, thank you yeah. emails on your behalf. But but uh, when you're at that level, especially when you're doing things for the first time or the first handful of times, and you send a thank you email, I mean, I am so floored by when I get one because I get such few. Yeah, just a general attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Right? Just totally. being happy. Being like, oh, yeah. I appreciate this. Such few comics are very uh, appreciative. Yeah, I've had people on my show yeah. at Zany's and they didn't do well. Yeah. And then they wouldn't say anything to me. Yeah. They wouldn't say thank you for having me on the show and it's like I want everyone to do well and I Obviously. actually feel bad when other people don't do yeah. well. But I can't make you do well. No. I no. want to. I want Trust everyone me, I understand that. I want every one of my shows to be killer. I want yeah. all of them to be amazing. Uh, but I can't make people be funny. Yeah. And uh, even if I've seen them in other places, I mean, I wouldn't put them on the show if I didn't think they were funny. Yeah. But then sometimes they don't do well, and then I feel bad, and then you never hear from them again. So Even if you do well or don't do well, and just if, if somebody puts you on a show or gives you a chance or an opportunity of any kind, just a, a, just a short, sweet thank you really goes a long way. Yeah. I even got a cigar recently. <laughs> I'm not even saying to kiss bookers' butts, but just, you know, remember that they're people. Yes. Oh, you know what? That's what I wanted to say when I brought you on here. That was actually going to be my joke at the beginning, and I forgot to be like, oh, I just bring in Lucy on here to show that she is a real person. Yeah, I am a real person with uh, human emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all those things. So just, just – Keep that in mind. Even these bookers who aren't as responsive or maybe don't really care about cultivating the local scene, they're still real people. And uh, and remind remember to you know say thank you when somebody gives you an opportunity on something because you know that's an opportunity yeah. somebody else didn't get. I've been so mad at uh, bookers before. I mean, yeah. in that matter. Uh, since I've already brought him up, and I'm certain he doesn't listen to my <laughs> podcast, uh, Dave Stroop. I mean. Uh, he gave me so like for a long time he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't book me for a showcase and yeah. I was so mad at this yeah. guy I was so mad at him and then he finally booked me for a showcase and I thought he was going to be such a jerk yeah and he was so nice right and he gave me a ton of gigs yeah and then now he doesn't give me any but I'm not <laughs> mad at him you know what I mean like yeah I mean people will will get mad at me and text me or Facebook message me and be like, it's been since November since I worked the club. And I'm like, man, that's only, you know, a couple months ago. I mean, yeah. I don't have enough gigs to give people gigs every, yeah. you know, every there, week. I even said that to someone sometime, one time. And I said, there's just not that many gigs at the club. And then yeah. the, a lot of headliners bring their own feature and they're like, oh, you sound like a booker. And I'm like, well, it's just the truth. Yeah. It's just like I don't even – I'm not even working Zanies that often. I yeah. mean I have a monthly show that yeah. I do, but it's like there's just not that many spots. There's not. And nobody's like – there's no um, vendetta against somebody. Right. So you're you not know? sitting down there with a list yeah, going – Yeah, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna wrong this guy for a couple months. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. And we all take it personal. I know no. I do. I've taken things very yeah. personal. I mean, so – you know, there's one club that won't – probably will never book me because yeah. I got I got personal with them right. about not, not booking me. I'm mad at them, but uh, I'm not – I'm actually not <laughs> mad at them, but uh, I was at the time. Right. I don't regret what I said, but I, I, I never 
never will get yeah. booked there. It's like um, people have to remember that um, there's only so many spots. And, yeah. And, you know... Also, you know, some people are funnier than other people, and some people are going to get an opportunity that you might not get, and just keep working hard at it, and you might get that opportunity. And work on being unique yeah. and funny. Find out what makes you different. Also, like, if you're in a city and you're never getting booked in that city, and you're never getting booked anywhere else, the person in that city isn't doing anything against you. Right. If you're you know getting I mean? booked at clubs all over the country but can't get booked in your own home city— then, uh, you know, that might be something that you've done to that club. But if you're not getting booked at your home club and you're not getting booked booked anywhere anywhere else, else. it's not your home club's fault. Yeah. It might, you might just need some more time to grow. Yeah. Or you might just never become a comedian. Right. Which is okay. It is okay. You know what? Sometimes (laughs) I feel like we feel sorry for people. Like if I've seen people at open mics and they're like a successful accountant, right? They make tons of money. They Mm -hmm. have a beautiful wife and a family. And for some reason I feel bad for them because they can't make it, make it happen at this open mic. And it's like comedy just might not be for you. Yeah. It's okay if it's not. Yeah. Accounting is not for me. If you're just bo- out there bombing every set, maybe just uh, look back, look, take, take a step back and look at what you're doing yeah. and be like, mm, I, there's so much blame. I see so many like people that are stuck in the open mic circuit that like to blame it on everything else besides maybe them. Yes. They're like, it's these comedy, these bookers, they're holding me down, or it's, you know, it's because I'm this or because I'm that. And because I'm that, that's why people won't book me. You right. Know? And, and a lot like, of people seem yeah. to think that it's politics or it's kiss ass. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? Sometimes building a personal relationship with someone yeah. is, uh, uh, I mean, in all aspects of business can yeah. help you. You know, right. if you're nice to people, if you spend time with people. Yeah. Uh, but I always say hanging out at the club uh can help you, totally. you know, because you can be out of sight, out of mind. hundred percent. So hanging out, supporting, yeah. supporting other comics will help you get stuff. A hundred percent. All right. So we got a few minutes left. Okay. What, uh, is there any final thoughts that you have? I mean, I just think. I feel like I just gave a lot. I of think you did. I think you did. <laughs> I really just like word vomited I know. Out there. I know. I and think I hope you did. nobody like thinks I'm specifically attacking anybody. I'm not. I just, I see this a lot and I've been around for you know, probably six years now. Well, um, I see it too. We came yeah. to Nashville about the same time. Yes. And we kind of got in on this journey about the same yeah. time. Yeah. Because I was living in Charleston, had mm-hmm. no idea how to get into the clubs. Yeah. And then you, we came about, and you were doing stuff at the Comedy Zone, yeah. Charlotte, but we came into the Zanies about the same time. 100%. And we've been on a journey. You've helped me book lots of gigs. Sure. We've been on a journey. And, Beautiful journey. Yes, Look where we are now. And now we, we you know, we've been We're to, sitting in the living room. Yeah, we've been to the podcast. Tonight Show together. Yeah, we did. We've been to the Grand Old Opry together. Yeah. So, but it's like I see it too. I see mm-hmm. people getting so mad, so fired up that they mm-hmm. think that people are against them, mm-hmm. and it's like most cases people aren't against you. No, you just have to put in that work. Get yourself seen. Be funny. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Don't be resentful. Send avails. Yes. Send avails. Once a month, as once we've talked month. about. Send it once a month. Profe- professional email. A nice letter. Says, hey, hey, Lucy. Yeah. You know, I- I'd love to work zany I- sometime. I recall that you are a living human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not. That's what I always say. Patience, persistence, yeah. and Three politeness. Days. 
you know? That's a good a good rule of thumb. Yeah, because don't expect to get booked right away. That's yeah. where the patience comes in. Persistence means even though you're not getting booked, still send it once a month. Yeah. Don't do it once a week. Don't do it twice a week. Don't Facebook message me. Right. Just email me. Just send the email. Don't expect a response. And then every time, be polite. Be polite. It's pretty easy. I've emailed people for months and months and months and not got a response. And then suddenly they're like, hey, can you come this weekend? Yeah. And now you just did the Grand Ole Opry and you've done the Tonight Show. Yeah. So it appears that that persistence paid off. It works. Yeah. It works. And you know what? But it's like, had I gotten the Grand Ole Opry when I thought I should be on the Grand Ole Opry, it probably wouldn't have went that well. Exactly. But it came up, like I did the last comic standing in 2015. Mm -hmm. I didn't get out of the first round. Keenan Ivory Waynes told me I wasn't funny. Uh, What up, Keenan? Yeah. (laughs) Roseanne told me she didn't understand what I was doing. Well, now look at Roseanne. I I mean, really, you're winning. (laughs) Norm MacDonald was the only one that liked me. And Norm MacDonald has a great show on Netflix. So really, I I mean, everything comes back around. You know what I mean? It does. But it's like... In 2015, I thought I was, you know, yeah. an amazing comic. Sure. I was funny, but I thought that I'm an amazing... But now, I'm so much better than yeah. I was in 2015. Sometimes you need people to break you down in order to build yourself up, yeah. I think. And you got to keep working it. Yeah. Sometimes we think we're ready for things and we might not be. And other times, people might not think we're ready for things that we're ready for. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Well... This was fun. So... Uh, this probably won't go out until till Thursday. Okay. So uh, I was gonna. We have a show at Zany's tonight that we're, yeah. I'm gonna go watch, but this probably won't be out for that. But I do have a show. Uh, I'll I'll plug all my own stuff yeah. on the other podcast. So well, all right, if you want to plug, plug away. I don't well, I'll it. I'll be there Sunday at Zany's. Okay. Uh, very fun show. And, so I'm uh, excited. Yeah. Who's on it again? Uh, well, Dan, Dan Dan Whitehurst and. Uh, Connor Larson? Connor? I didn't ask Connor oh, yet, well, but, uh, but yeah. You can I, edit that out I, if you I am, go with someone else. Well, I am going to ask Connor, okay. so if he doesn't You do could it. release it like as a way to ask him, like, yeah. like prom. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if Connor's like not there on Sunday, you know that Connor turned me down. Yeah. and uh, Maybe he's got a hot date or a could. hot gig. He's he, always, he is always on a date. I've yeah. never met somebody so constantly on a date. Yeah, he does Connor. well, I think. <laughs> I think he used to be overweight, he said. He definitely did, and he's got that, that yeah. uh, I used to be overweight energy. He's making up for lost time. <laughs> he's definitely, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we really went off on Connor I know, but, well, I like the guy. All right, so that was all the questions that I had. Let me just make sure that no one's asked new ones. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be brutal driving to Zany's at 5 o'clock, isn't it? It's not bad from Hendersonville. Okay. So, all right, we have, we don't have any new ones. That's it. Uh, thank you for your questions, people. Thanks, I hope, everybody. I hope that it got answered. I'm oh. not going to leave my email in this episode. What if I did? I was like, please contact me. It's easy to guess. Okay. Uh, here, here. Uh, um, okay. Well, that was just uh, Christopher Guerrero from uh, the Tampa Improv uh, responded uh, with a with a little insider note there. He's a he's the manager of the Tampa Improv. So wait, really? He responded with a little. In, he had a, he shared a little of his own knowledge. So, um, oh, he he wants avails every quarter. Is yeah. that every four months? Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm still on with the monthly thing. But the um, uh, oh, it, this is about headliners. Oh, okay. 
be able to fill about 70% of the room. I don't think that that is what oh, you yeah. want from a... <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. And uh, Lucy from Zanies. From Zanies. Here with us. And uh, thank you for coming. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. 